God bless you, saints. Nice to be with you again. We had a little time away and we had a time of relaxation. We're glad to be back in the house of the Lord with you this morning. Amen. All those that are visiting with us, we just want to greet you in the name of the Lord. I saw Brother Stephen Lillian. God bless you. Nice to have you. Any others with us? Amen. It's nice to have you here this morning. Amen. But aren't you thankful the Lord's here? That's really what it all comes down to. I might do things a little differently. I'm not going to start with prayer, but I wanted to read the prayer requests this morning at the beginning of the service. Amen. So that we can have them on our hearts, even as we sing and as we worship, we can remember these ones. There's many needs. And then our brother Norm has just put in a request that we would keep Louise in prayer as she goes in for gallbladder surgery tomorrow at noon. The surgery would be well and that there'd be no cancer present. And then we've just seen our sister Louise battle for so many years. And I believe that God can really just end that in a moment. So we can keep her on our hearts as we worship this morning. Also, our sister Kim Frey is in a lot of extreme neck and shoulder pain. And they're just believing that God will touch her before camp. And she'll be able to be there and participate. And our brother Emmanuel has asked that we would remember to pray for brother Israel's brother David, who's had spine surgery. And they discovered the cancer is now generalized in his bones. And he's in need of healing and salvation. And again, another prayer request for Pastor Archer in Calgary, who's 
has an unconstitutional restriction and closure for his church and has been arrested, just asking that God would intervene in his behalf. So many serious requests, many that haven't been written down. Amen. But we serve an eternal God who does the impossible. So I just want to have, even as we worship this morning, maybe there's not a severe need in your life, but there are many in the body. We can just have them on our hearts as we worship and as we sing and as we praise the Lord and just really create that atmosphere to see something change for these needs. Amen. So God bless you. Let's just sing together. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. I'm so thankful to have a guide in a time like this. Amen. Let's just worship together. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought, oh, words with heavenly
this morning. Hallelujah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, God, our banner, Lord, you fight for us. We believe it this morning, oh God, blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, blessed be the Lord God this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, wonderful Lord Jesus. Maybe the brothers could just prepare for the offering. Let's sing, it's already done. The battle's over, it's already done. It's already done. Let's prepare to go to prayer with this statement on our lips and our hearts. It's already done. done. Yes, it's already done. The battle is Worship him and lift your voices. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All praise to our God. He's worthy this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's just carry into prayer with this atmosphere. Brother David Chaburnoff, could I please ask you to come if you would? Open the service in a word of prayer as we just carry on and worship saints. Let's remember Sister Louise. Remember Sister Kim. Brother Israel's brother, this pastor in Calgary, and any unspoken requests that might be on your heart. 
Amen. Let's see God move in our midst one again. Thank you, Brother Dave. God bless you. Let's bow our heads, saints. Heavenly Father, I'm glad that Ryan mentioned those prayer requests at the beginning so we could so we could meditate on that, Lord, and think about these needs and Lord start thinking about how how we're taught in this hour, Father, to believe. Lord, how we know that there's electricity in the air and one day they tapped into that, Lord. It was it was invisible, but it was there. And they tapped into it. And, and we know that faith and healing, it's invisible, Lord. But we've been taught to tap into that, Lord Jesus. You brought a prophet on the scene and showed us this is not a fable, Lord. This is not fiction. This is a reality that we can tap into, Father. This is an unseen force. This is a realm of the supernatural. If we could just reach through that veil, Lord, and take a hold of that, Lord. There's a lot of needs in this building. There's a lot of needs sitting at home, Lord. We're believing for them this morning, Lord Jesus. We are tapping into the supernatural like we have been so taught so well in this hour, Father. It'd be a sin not to believe, Lord. We've seen too much. We've been taught too well, Father. And we say all things are possible, Lord Jesus. So on behalf of our Sister Louise and every other need and Sister Kim and our brother's brother and every need that's been penned down this morning, every need that each one of us is carrying on our hearts this morning, Lord. We all have a wife, a sister, a brother, a husband, somebody's on our heart this morning and we're believing for that need, Father confessing all is well you're in control lord and we thank you for it we remember these precious precious needs before you bless each one in divine presence and lord let our young people come to know you father we want to see them birthed into the kingdom lord continue to birth sons and daughters into the kingdom of god let your word come forth in power bless your servant who has waited and prepared and meet each one of us deal with us change us take us into heavenly places we ask lord jesus precious name amen amen you may have your seats as we take up the offering let's just sing that chorus i just want to thank you lord for letting me hear your word and brother michael has some announcements for us And I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night when I saw your glorious light came face to face.
thank him this morning? I sure do. I enjoy a song service when we can just be free and worship him. Amen. None of this starchy business. We can just be free to worship our Lord. This is his day. I mean, we won't hold no back, nothing back. Amen. We're going to have camp this next weekend. So I just wanted to lay a couple quick announcements down before we, uh, before we get there. But I do have a, another announcement though delayed here. We have a picture there. We have a young lady and young man that, uh, Tied the knot, or no, not yet. <laughs> Announced to do that. A little ahead of the game there, Brother Tom. <laughs> I think we need to pray for Brother Tom. I think you've had a few weddings recently in the last little while. I think it's like poof, the nest is gone. But uh, they're uh, they're actually getting married on the 26th of February. That correct? Yes. So we're just uh, got this announcement a little late. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, due to restrictions, it's uh, it's going to be happening on the 26th. And those that uh, it's going to be a little bit of a limited. Uh, group that can make that, but it's going to be on Zoom as well, and uh, so you can contact Brother Jonathan. He'll he'll give you the details, and they'll be zooming the the uh, ceremony, and then they'll be at the park uh, on the 26th between one and two, for uh, if you want to greet them and uh, give them your greetings and love there. So that's that's happening on the 26th of this uh, February. That's uh, like speedy, fast. <laughs> Amen. So here we go. God bless you for that. Amen. Amen. My, my. New, new part of life has just begun. Okay, camp we have coming on next, uh, next weekend. So I do want to clarify on the Sunday service. I know there were some questions on whether it was open to everybody or is it just the young people as we did two years ago now. Can you believe that? Um, but it, it's a service will be streamed here. And anybody that can make the Sunday service on the campsite, you're very welcome to be up at the up at the meetings there. So that might be a handful that can use their golden ticket uh, to cross the border. Uh, use it, and uh, someone abuse it if you can. So we won't hold you back from using that. If you got it, why not, right? So indeed, use that to cross the border if you can do that with your uh, positive COVID test. So that's for the Sunday service. Those that cannot make it, it will be streamed here. Registration is on the Friday. Uh, five Between 4 and 5 is fine. Dinner will be at 6 and the service at 7. And a counselor's meeting just afterwards. You would have received an email already. We'll meet you in the chapel after the service. And last but not least, Wednesday service. Brother Andrew will be preaching, as I mentioned, on Wednesday. So come expecting. I think Brother Tom hit him a little bit uh, late on that one. Uh, <laughs> through Wednesday, Adam, and he was... He's ready. Whether he likes it or not, he's coming. So we'll pull it all out of him. <laughs> Amen. We want to use the servant and uh, receive what the Lord has for us for that. Amen. So come expecting. Amen. That's it. That's all I have. My wife, I miss anything? All good. All right. Questions? Amen. Looking forward to that. So is it just the Sunday that's going to be open then for the other people to come? Okay. All right. And Brother Billy, you want to come sing your song for us? I think we have the words actually on the screen. Maybe we could have the words on the screen while he's singing for us. And then after that, we're going to have, I believe some of the Gindo family has a special for us that they're going to come sing as well. And then we'll have the ministering of the word. We have a baptism after. It's a very full morning. And man, only one service today, so we want to make the most of it. God bless you. It's good to see all of you here this morning.
probado pensando beber y vivir de una cisterna rota sin vida quedar el mundo no me puede satisfacer Señor guíame a esa fuente tu presencia pura divina solo tú Señor solo tú fuente a la que voy solo tú Señor solo tú in his presence there is healing for body, soul, and mind. His strength in my weakness, all in Him I find. From this life stream flows a power. The secret lies within to drink and once when tasted, never thirst again. Only you, Lord, only you. Yeah.
we just, as we prepare for that other special, we can just sing that chorus again. I absolutely love this chorus. Sister Linda, God bless you. <laughs> I love this song. I think that second verse is honestly one of my favorite verses of any song. In his presence there is healing for body, soul, and mind. How often we focus on one of, just one of those, and God is our healer for every need that we have. Amen. Let's just sing that chorus again as they prepare for the special. Only you.
thank you for that lighthouse Lord Lord to the world that it doesn't mean anything because they never experienced what we experienced but Lord for the people that who went through the storm for the people who went through the trials for the people went through the, the time the sinking that almost thinking they're uh, sunken into the depths of the ocean but Lord is a lighthouse has a light in our way 
and it guided us to the safety. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love and your protection, Lord, and your deliverance and your healing. Lord, in our heart of a heart, we just want to worship you, Lord. You're the only one that is worthy. Lord, as we are coming to this part of the service, we commit ourselves into your hands. May you shine your lights upon your word again so that you can guide our life in this life journey. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's just turn to the scripture right away. And it's so good to be back to the house of God again. Uh, to see uh, a lot of new faces here. Well, I wouldn't say it's a new face. It's just old face I haven't seen for a long time. Then it becomes a new. But I pray the Lord will bless you, every one of you, that you make it an effort to come. I pray the Lord will direct His uh, light to the, specifically on you and that it revealed His word to you. Let's turn to our book of uh, Esther, chapter 7. Book of Esther, chapter 7. Let's read it from verse 1. Book of Esther, chapter 7, verse 1. So the king and the Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther on the second day at a banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it have pleased the king, let my life be given me on my petition, on my people, on my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for bond men and bond women, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. And then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he, and where is he, that there is a presume in this in his heart, to do so. And Esther said, That adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king arose from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. For he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the palace of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, What he forced the queen also before me in the house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And the Herbana, one of the chamberlain, said before the king, Behold also the gallows fifty cubic high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, stand this in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Well, let's turn to another scripture in the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter um, 
16. Chapter 16, book of Matthew. Uh, let's read from a verse 13. Matthew sixteen thirteen. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says unto them, By whom see ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and the blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and out upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. And when I was uh, preparing it, I was uh, contemplating what title I should have given it to the service. I thought about it many, but it seems like um, uh, uh, we just uh, come to this uh, this one. I hope you won't feel it is too odd. Uh, give it a title, a key person. And, um, uh, you know, it's not try to, um, uh, uh, some of you look at me very strange. <laughs> but I'll, I'll come to it at the end to see what that key person that it really is. Uh, so, you know, when we talk about, uh, let's talk about the, the key first. And uh, don't worry, I, I know what that key person that it really means, but I just want to bring it this uh, different way. You know, sometimes the Chinese, my thinking, uh, their thinking is so weird. So I hope you are, uh, forgive me uh, that uh, uh, those saying things. I just have to say things uh, from what God has uh, made me. And that I hope the Lord will bring this uh, to you as well. So, you know, when we're talking about the, the key, um, there's a many set uh, type of the key. You know, there's a, you go to the door, you go to your house, and you need the key to enter in. And if you started the car, you would need the key uh, to start the car. And um, so, but basically, the purpose for the key is the same. So, Brother Branham said that the key to the door, he said that the key is, a purpose of a key is to unlock something, something that's been locked up, or is something that should be locked up. Locked up. So, that the key, if it has a two purpose, is to either unlock or the key to lock it. And uh, so one, and, and then uh, he said um, uh, in the same message, uh, in the, the key to the door, uh, and he, he talking about, uh, it's not only just a physical the key that we try to lock the door or unlock the door or start it the car. And he talking about that the key is also, there's a something that a person that possesses, that a person that he knows, that uh, nobody else that it can know. And he said that no one can learn him. He said that we take like the key to knowledge. He said that a man has to, if he is trying to accumulate the knowledge, there is a key to that. 
There is a way that this man has to open up. He has to be to get his, his books and his, his learning. He said, no one can learn him. They might teach him, but he has to learn. And the only way that it can be done, he has to catch that key. There's something in there that unfold or reveal to him the knowledge that he is seeking. And so the, uh, you probably, uh, I think the most of us has went to school. And so you go to the school. Uh, you have to learn certain things. You have to have a certain ability, uh, if I should say, to catch the key of it. And so I think I said that before, uh, I'm really bad at math. Uh, the reason is I just don't got the key. And I look at the number, uh, to some people, they look at a formula, it seems like they just saw the result of it. To me, it's just a number. It's just a formula. And my wife, she's very good at math. And she can, she can even uh, teach the children when they were in the grade 12, and she can still teach their math. So to me, it was just a bunch of nonsense. When I look at that, I just, uh, I was totally lost. The only thing I know is the counting money. So that's the number, <laughs> the number that's, uh, uh, you won't fool me on that. <laughs> but for, but for some people, <laughs> they just uh, have the key. They just know how to do things. And you put them, let them to come to the board, the blackboard. You give them a formula, this and that. They just get on there. They just start to writing and they give it a result. I remember one time when I wasn't in the school. And so the teacher put me down to the blackboard and let me write to the answer. I look at that thing. I almost fainted because I just couldn't understand. I don't have that key. But to some person, they do have that key. When a person has the key, it was just a... They're teachable. And they can learn, they can, uh, just from one thing to another, as soon as they got that key, they just can lock every door that in that math. And for the, the scientist, uh, I remember I went to the Boston to see a brother, uh, to have a meeting with a brother team when we were there, um, brother uh, David Combo. And uh, they started talking about, um, uh, I think, the cells and um uh, you know, they, they, they try to, uh, do the, uh, a gene and then everything. Uh, to me, I was just completely lost. But to them, they said that we just uh, build up uh, this, uh, formula with that formula, it become this. And, uh, just to try to take that formula and that formula put together, uh, then it makes the vaccine out of it. And then it makes the medical. They just put everything, to me, uh, to them, it just, they, when they had the, the key, and they just can almost lock every door that in the science, in the pharmaceutical, field. And so the key is something that is very important. Otherwise, no matter how you try to do things, no matter how you try to put an effort into it, you end up with no result come out of it. But when you got to the, the key, to you, everything it was just so simple. Or to, I should say, that to a certain field, it was just so simple. You know, for me to do translation, it's not something that is hard. And it's not because of my English, because I got the little key. When I do under the translation for the, for the message, and that I want, uh, in the first, the beginning, you know, it takes me a little while to try to get that key, but when I get it, you will never forget it. And it's just, you're into the message, you can almost feel, can go into the mind of the prophet, what does he mean when he said the certain things? When he had a pointing to the certain thing, what is the purpose behind it? What is the meaning that is behind it? Because you got the, the key of it. And the brother Bram said that in the key to the door, he said that the key is only to be held in the hand 
that unlocked the door. He said, see, it got to be hand. He said, uh, now and in the key, he said, I'm going to speak about tonight is only one hand can hold this key. And that's the hand of faith. And for the scientists, they have a certain key. But for the doing the mass, they have a certain key. But for the believer, we don't have only one key. That's the key of faith. That's can unlock the door. Who is that door? Jesus Christ is the door. And they lock, when they lock the door, there must be something that is uh, valuable behind the door. Otherwise, there's a no need to uh, lock it. So that's why in the same message, uh, he said, um, uh, let me look at it here. Uh, in the same message that the key, uh, to the, uh, to the, to the door, he said, uh, uh, scientists thought if there is a such an evil as a polio, there surely is something to counteract it. They fought, they stood on the straight with the boots, uh, this a fireman, they uh, put hats out and they begged that it bumped and they done everything trying to find the, the key to unlock the, the door to liberty. He said, and finally, one Christian gentleman by the name of Asok find that a vaccine. Why there wasn't an evil at stake. There was a killer at stake. There was a key somewhere that could unlock freedom again for men. So if there is the key, that means that there was a something, there was a lock there that behind it, and it is a, it's a mystery. But by unlocking the lock, then you will have an access to the inside of it to get to the wealth of it. So if the door is a Jesus Christ, then we know it takes the face that a two, what is the word has said, that the promise that the Lord had give it to us, and then you can unlock the door. And then you can get an access that all the blessing that is inside of the door or behind that other door, that you can have it. But you must have that the key in order for you to do. Because without the key, you cannot just force the door to open. You cannot just say, okay, oh, I, uh, every uh, road that uh, goes to the Rome, I can uh, go this way, I can go that way. There's only one absolute. And you have to, to go through that absolute in order for you to gain the access of it. So whenever there's a, something that was locked up, that we know that there is a things, there's a richness, there is a certain good things that are behind it. So the brother Bram talking about in this uh, sock vaccine and how they uh, uh, find that it's a vaccine because they know if there is a sickness, there must be there is a healing somewhere. There must be there is a key that you heal that disease. So that's why those are the people day and night and they never gave it up. They did everything that they can to try to find that other vaccine. And then he said, he said, oh, what is the key that it can do? The vaccine was brought forth and now it's a stumping, a stamping out the polio with this vaccine because of that it was a never tiring and never gave up. That key laid somewhere. There was a something would inoculate from it 
and they were determined to find it. If there is a sickness, there must be, there is a something that a counterattacked it. If there is a sickness, there must be, there is a healing somewhere that is made for that sickness. If there is a a sin that in the world, there must be had a deliverance somewhere that delivered the people out of it. If there is a loss of the loved one, there must be have a key that can bring them back. Because it has whenever there is a lock, there must be have a key, have an answer to it. If we see there is a kingdom of a God that is given to the people, there must be have an access for the people to go into. If this sinful world has done to such a degree, there must be there is a kingdom that God has made for those believers who believe in the promise of a God. There must be have a key somewhere to unlock the door to let the believer go into the kingdom of a God. And Brother Bramah said, how much more is there a key to salvation for a man that is in prison house of sin? There is a key to that door to liberate a man from it. It got to, he said, a key usually when he turns the lock, when you find it a key, it has got to be to some treasure, something that is worthwhile, or you wouldn't even lock it up. If it is worthy, worthy, or words locking up just to let it go. But what is the worst locking up? So a key is the note to something or the way to enter to something that is a worth a while. So if the key, if the law, if the door has been locked, it must be something that was very precious behind that. But you do, God give you the key. And he tells them that Peter said, I give you the key to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you lock, it will be locked. Whatever you unlock, that it will be unlocked. If there is a sickness for our brother Henry, there must be the key somewhere. If there is a sickness that tried to take our beloved brothers and sisters away, sister Francis, there must be a key somewhere. The sickness only shows one thing. Behind that sickness, there is a perfect house. If we saw our children going on the wayward, it must be there's a pressure. It must be there's a precious thing there. It must be there's a wells there. Brother Matthew, something has to lock it up. But God give us a key. Key is very small. Lock seems very big. The door seems is very heavy. The things you cannot see. But God doesn't let you to go to look through the wall to see the things that's inside there. When He gives you the key, that shows you got it. When He saw the door that is up there, when He saw the heaviness is the burden that's in there, that only shows something precious the Lord has stored for you behind that door. And the key to the door, but the Bradman said, He is the door to the sheepfold. He is the door to salvation. He said, No church, no denomination, no creed, no doctrine out of anything, only through Jesus' name. That is the key. No wonder Peter could have used one of them on the date of a Pentecost. They want to know how to get into that door. He used the key. 
And there is only one key because there is just one door. He said, I am the door. And Peter had the key to it. And he said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And you shall receive the treasure of God. We're going to have the baptism after the service. And this is a scripture for you. What you need to do when you see the door, when you see there is a, you can't see through, you know there is something behind it, all you need does not to just push yourself into it. Not try to just use a hammer, try to knock to the door. All you need, you don't even need to knock on the door. What you need is to find a key. When you find out that the key, no matter what things that hinders you, that key will unlock it, everything. And Peter has to give them the, the, the key. The key is to repent at every one of you and baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of the sin. And then he says that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that has every blessing in it. And that has every healing, every strength, all source is all laid in that Holy Spirit they're going to receive. And there's all blessings is laid in there behind the door. And it's not how you're desiring it. It's not how you just envy it. I wanted it having it. It's to find that key. When you got that other key, it will unlock it. But Abraham said that there's a one thing can give you peace. Do you need a peace? He said that, that is if you know you were dying that night, that there's only one peace and Jesus is the peace and he is our peace. He is our healing. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that heals all of your diseases. There's a key there. He gave it to you. He said, a door to heaven. And there's no other door or no other way but through Jesus Christ. He is the door to heaven. Jesus is the door to all these things. There's a door there. But faith is the key that unlock that door. Reasoning cannot unlock the door. Just imagination cannot unlock the door. Seminary teaching cannot unlock the door. Social gospel cannot unlock the door. How many programs that you have cannot unlock the door? Only faith. Only faith to that door that Jesus Christ goes through that. Then all the blessing is given along to you. It's a now if Jesus is the door to all these promises of a God, faith in his finished work unlocks every door to every treasure that is inside the kingdom of a God. If you're coming through the door of Jesus Christ, no matter how many doors are inside of that, that same key can unlock it everything. If you can unlock the door of Jesus Christ by repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, you go into the kingdom of God. Every treasure is in there. You said about healing was a lock up. The same key locked. Unlock Jesus Christ. That same key will unlock that. You said my children need to be delivered. The same key unlock the door of Jesus Christ. It will unlock that. If the lukewarmness if the cold, 
If some of the lukewarm and the deaths of this age, spiritual death has got a hold of you, and seemingly you're going downward, remember what is the Lord has given you that key that unlock in the first place. It will unlock every door. Faith in its finished work. Unlock every door to every treasure that there is inside of the kingdom of God. Faith is the key that unlock every promise that He made. The key of faith, what does that? Faith in its finished work. When it's finished, your action must show. It's not just that your word said, oh, it's finished. Your action must show. Satan will try to bluff you out of it. Satan will do everything that try to get you out of that. But faith in the finished work will make you act upon the word of God. And you act like everything is finished. If you don't mind, Sister Julie, I want to share her testimony. One day we were in Brother Jeff. There's a house. And Sister Julie told her her testimony. And she went through it at a rough time that in, that in her life. And she said that she was, uh, you know, laying on the bed and just nothing. There was no strength, no nothing. That a demon just started to just coming down like a clod. Like a, a dark cloud just on him, on her, and just lying to her, and she felt no strength or nothing. But then when she heard the, the, the preaching, that is about a worship. And it's what to give thanks to the God. And it's just a worship, and no matter what had happened, and she was laying down on the bed and started to worship. Then she gained a little bit of strength, then she got up. Then she started walking into the kitchen. She started claiming, this is my place that the Lord gave it to me. And she went to worship and just go to the bedroom, go to the living room. She started worshiping the Lord. She started giving thanks to God. And that demon spirit left her. She got a key. The key is not to complain in your situation. The key is not just wallowing in your mistake. The kid is worship him. Blessed are him. Lord, I'm thankful that you give me that key. If that key will unlock the door of Jesus Christ, now I'm entering into the kingdom. And I'm unlock my healing. I'm unlock my deliverance. I'm unlock my peace. And as you start to worship, the dark clouds will start to lift it. Action on the finished work. If you said it's a finish, act upon it, Sister Juniper. Act upon it and worship Him. Say, Lord, this is done. I don't care what symptom it is. I don't care what anybody else said. It is finished. Well, you got a key. Don't swap. Well, you got a real key. Don't swap to other key. Well, you got that key. One little notch means everything. If that notch become a bump, it won't unlock the door. If there's a bump, if you notch it, it won't unlock the door. It has to be exactly without a key that'll give it to you. When the Lord give you the absolute, 
in this hour, the message that God gave it to you, every notch, every bump, every notch, every groove, every tittle of it, if you go to do it by faith, it will unlock it everything. Don't try to change. The key to the door. He said, oh, he said, therefore, I believe in the full gospel. Every word of a God that turns to the power of a God loose, that turns as a blessing to the people. It's the key to the door that unlocks it. He said, oh, those are great heroes. He said, those are prophets and great men of the Bible that had that key. That's the reason they could stop the mouth of lions. He said, cringe the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Bring the dead back to life again. And do all kinds of a miracle. It's because they held that key. And they know it worked. Because it was a scriptural, scripture born key. The key is not your imagination. It's not how you figured out the word of a God. It's a how's your emotion that you try to bring you to. It's not something that is a feeling, but it's a scripture born key. Amen. Scripture doesn't have a feeling. Scripture doesn't have an emotion. It will bring you to, it will bring your emotion, it will bring your feeling if you believe that. But don't put it on the cart before the horse. You got to let a horse pull the cart. You got to let the word pull you out of that. That said that that's God's word that it will quench the violence of a fire. It will unlock healing for the sick. It will unlock salvation to the lost. I have to come to the door and everything must be in his name. Whatever you do in the word or deed, do it all in his name. Amen. Knowing that the key that you got is a faith because it's a scripture made key. When you have that key, you got to give your whole self to it. You cannot do that haphazardly. If in the beginning you put it in there, it doesn't work. Just make sure you got to the right key. Sometime, I don't know if you have an experience of that, I want to win or come. It's getting so cold and hot. The lock might be a little bit tougher for you to open it. But you keep wiggling it. You keep wiggling it. Just wiggle a little bit more. Just pull out a little more. Because the key is right. I have the key. That key I've been checked. All my key. This is my house key. And you just go there. Lord, you promised the healing. Why it doesn't work? This is the right key. Just wiggling it. Put some grace on it. Puff it on it. Just sharpen it up. And it will wiggle. And finally, it will unlock that door. Don't try to change the key. Other key doesn't work. This is the only key that God gave it to your faith. It is a finished work. But when you have the key, you must give your whole self unto it. In the same word, he said, His sin means to miss the mark like you are shooting. You miss the mark, better adjust your gun. Because there is something wrong, you miss the mark. See, come back and try it over. See, it means to turn around, you miss the mark. 
Mr. Mark, it doesn't mean, hey man, give, give me another gun. Mr. Mark, it's just you had a problem. Nothing wrong with the gun. Nothing wrong with the, with the key. All you need in you, you need to re-aim yourself. If you haven't aiming something else, come back to the word of God. Aiming line up with the word has said. Not try to change the word, try to change this, change that. I try to make it suitable. You change yourself. He said, it better come back. He said, you will not be on the target. You're scattered as sure as the world. There's only one thing can hold you in perfect line. That's the scripture, the Bible, the word. So hold the key. Faith in the word. And every bit of faith that you believe and don't doubt one speck. You can unlock every door that stands between you and the blessing that God has for you. It cannot be just half pastorly. It cannot be just a halfway. Well, whatever come, it will come. Let me speak a little bit more on this. Well, my children are saved. And whenever they will come, they will come. Don't worry about it. It takes the desperation. Is that right, Sister Joanne? You must be put your whole self into it. Because you can miss it. I'll give you the quote afterward. If you don't give your whole self and become a desperate, you can miss that promise. It's not that, oh, I'm predestinated. I'm just uh, laying on a bed and just, you know, just sipping lemonade and just to do whatever that I can or drinking green tea or whatever that is. It doesn't matter. It will come. It's God's time. It will come. You know, it will, what the Lord has promised me, this has been prophesied. It will come. No. You must give your whole self. Watching every move of a God. Lord, is this my time? Lord, is this for me? Lord, is this a word to preach it directly to me? Is this a right on the target? Why? Because you can miss it. If the prophet can miss his vision, how easy for us to miss the word, the promise that I give it to us. The Lord has shown him in the vision that he needs to I forgot it was go to India first or I'll go to Africa first. first. But he uh, messed it up. And he almost caused his life on it. And he got a sick. Why? The vision is right. But he missed it. And Brother Ed has shared that episode. And in this uh, testament also, uh, in October, I believe it all, I forgot exactly the date that a year's, uh, quite years is back. And he shared, uh, the testimony about the uh, brown bear. Does everybody heard that, uh, testimony that he said? And I find out that, uh, uh, the quote that the brother Branham said that about related to that vision. Then he said, if God has spoken anything, then we must go with that word in order to make it be fulfilled. But I had a shared about that. And during that time when a vision was to come, he was right in there. Brother, brother, uh, brother Branham. But the vision just passing in front of him. But he missed that. And he, that's what he related. He said, we've seen that as I told you last night of the vision just recently. I had to be there and a warning to be there and telling me six months before to be on that spot. 
and stand there and saying, go down there three times with them. And I just walk on with the other man. And the division passed right through exactly. He said, God's part. And I was left standing. He missed that. He said, how impossible. So we want to remember, you got to stay on the word. Just stay right with the word. And where the word leads, you go right with the word. Not right go with your feeling. Not right go with some other people say. Go right with the word. And it will bring you out all right. I am sure. If the prophet can miss that, how easier for us to miss what God has promised you. God said, I promise you, by my stripe, you were healed. Not haphazardly, halfway, believer. Put your whole being on it. Lord, this is my body. The cancer started to got a hold of me. This disease started to get on me. But Lord, you have promised me. Not tomorrow, not in future, but my faith is on the finished work of a God. And every service, I give you worship. Every service, I, I listen to the word. Lord, I'm worshiping you. That's the that says the Lord, the Lord. The word behind the pulpit said that's the truth. I believe it. You must go right with that word. Otherwise, you will miss it. On God's part, that is fulfilled exactly. But if you don't do it right, you will miss it. Does Moses miss it his vision? The Lord said to him, uh, this is the second time, don't smite the rock, speak to the rock. But he missed it. And because he missed it, it blocked him out of the promised land. He can't even go into the promised land. You must do everything that is your part. And you have that ability lays right in you. You could do that part. Why? Because you are a chosen vessel. When Brother Bradman is missing, that a brown bear in a vision. He said he was left standing. But what is the testimony Brother Ed has said afterward? And brother, brother Branham coming to the tent, it was a pouring rain. And then the brother Branham lifted up his finger and said, he said, what? He said, we will ride out of here dry. Amen. Why? He's still the prophet. Amen. No matter what mistake that he made, but he's still the chosen vessel. Amen. No matter what's happened, you are the chosen vessel. Amen. Let me give you another part of this. We might miss a battle. We might be stumbled, but you are that chosen vessel. Yeah. Moses, though he missed that word of God, has said, he said, he smited the rock instead of speaking to the rock, but he's still the prophet of God. Yeah. And let me tell you how much a prophet of God is. God not only used him at one time, God used his spirit a second time. And then at the end, he has said to Moses and Elijah, the spirit and to come back and again. 
Because he's a chosen vessel that God has to use. Mistake means nothing. Stumble means nothing. You lost the battle, it means nothing. Roll up your sleeve or pull up your sock and get back and try that again. Why? Because you are that vessel. If you're the chosen vessel, you cannot be unchosen. Even you stumble, but you're still the right vessel. You're still the chosen vessel that God has chosen. And just like what happened to Peter, even when he was a, the Lord had given him the key of a kingdom of a heaven. If the Lord had given him the key of a kingdom of a heaven, the Lord cannot take that key back at it again. And he retrieved it and said, no, sorry, Peter, you've done wrong. You missed the vision. You did this. No, he's the vessel. No matter what he was going through, God's still using that vessel. Why? Because of that spirit of the inside of him. It's not just a human spirit. It's not just that this man's doing this man's word. He's the chosen gene of a God. You are the chosen gene of a God. No matter what you go through, but God will always use his chosen vessel. And he will use it at a time after time after time. Let me just say something here. You know, I heard that other people would say, uh, about a brother, brother Bisco. They said, what if a brother Bisco passed it other way? Who's gonna be, uh, taking this to church or continuing on? Did you hear that? You must be deaf. <laughs> and then quite a lot of us have heard that. What if your brother Edwards is passing away? God forbidden. Let, uh, let us go to the rapture together. But if God chose to take the brother Edward away, don't you remember what is the message has told us? God takes his man, but never his spirit. That man may be taken away, but that spirit will continue on. If God is so love that spirit, that spirit that in brother had printed the book and sending a message around the world and taking care of his sheep dedicated his whole life with a burden. With the heaviness, with the crying and the tear, visiting the home, put his whole life and his wife's life and his family's life that are in there. If God loved that spirit so much, if we can say that's the spirit of a God, how can God let that spirit die? The man can be taken away, but the spirit will living on. I pray that that spirit be on every one of us. Why? Because Jesus said, I, you will do the greater work. Why? Because I go to my father. If by God's choice it is to take it over pastor, the other way, that spirit made it upon every one of us. That same spirit was still leading you. 
when God had taken him, Moses, when Moses is not even going to the promised land, but God eventually, then Moses will be showed up on that promised land again. He uses the spirit the second time. He used the spirit of Elijah, one, two, three, four, five times. Why? It's because of the Is it because of the flesh? No. It's because of that spirit that God loves so much. He take away the man, but not his spirit. Because you are the right vessel for God's spirit to living in. If you are the call by God, you are the right vessel. No matter what happened, God cannot unchosen you. But I'm setting the key to the door. It's God's first nod to one of those prophets. Nothing could stop them. He didn't have to do like he does to me sometime. Pounded it over and over and perhaps you. He said, but keep telling me, go do this. And then you stumbled along, then go do this. And go back and do it again. You didn't do it right. Just one little knot. He said, just, they could just feel the spirit to tell them, is it a thing to do? And nothing is going to stop them, brother. They stopped it at the mouth of a line. They skipped at the edge of the sword. They quenched the fire. They done everything. Just a little nod from God. Because they held the key in their hand. That great faith. To open up the door. is not that you have to manage that up. But with the great strength you're trying to do. To open up the door is such a small move. You don't see it as a person go to at the door just bumping at it and use a rock try to that's a thief. If you got under the key, just a little move. It doesn't take a whole lot of strength to do it. It's just one little move that'll open up the door. And that's what God is doing for the people. A lot of the time. He let us not just make it as to try to make it a big move and something that was so huge. And thinking about the front of our pastors to coming over to Corvidale. It's not the lightning, the thundering, and the voice of the thundering over it in his ear, but just something that was a tugging inside of him. And to let him to leave it at everything that it in Toronto and then coming over to the Corvidale Bible way with the young wife and with the little child, little children. And they're living in the trailer. Just a little nod. That are from the Lord. And making them make that move. I'm thinking what a blessed are the people that we are. Is that a little nod is for us. So that we can sit in here and listen to the word. And then I wanted the church going through all of the cleaning of the tape and, and, and everything. But Tom and I was sharing that in the last time. What is that for? It is for us. But what makes that just from that little nod? Just from that a little nod. And then the two the pastors to the heart. And then they moved as a family over here. Then the church has started. I wonder if that just a little nod can do that to us. So that it may cause to dedicate our whole life again. What is it? We may that spirit be on us just like it on him. There's a greater work that we need to be done. Why? Because it's not only just one man's spirit, but that spirit that can be overflow, can be influencing all the rest of us. 
And I thought about Brother Timothy. And the other day we had a little fellowship and it just shared about something. It was quite, quite a touch me when Brother Timothy was talking to the internet about, uh, you know, ones that a radio broadcast would have started. And how it is to start that on the one day, Brother Timothy was riding with the Brother Ed, just in that little car. And that a Brother Ed is sharing out about uh, what's happening here, what's happening there, printing out of the books and everything. Brother Timothy, you know, Jay just, uh, as is the manner that he had, he just lower his head and just uh, speak very quietly. Said to Brother Ed, what about that I learned? What about that the people that couldn't even read? And then he said to Brother Ed, just follow silence. Didn't say everything. Didn't say anything. And later on, Brother Ed called up. Hey, what are you thinking about to the radio? What are you thinking about all of it? I was thinking just a little nod. And our pastor can take that, the little nod. And as it coming from the Lord. Why? Because his heart is right. Because his spirit is right. He's a God chosen vessel for that. And he doesn't care what's in the other, but he wanted a little voice that was said to him just through Brother Timothy. Said, what about the unlearned? And then the voice, and then the radio broadcast, and the different things that Brother Tim started to work in the day and night, and all of that. Why? Just taking a little nod. And Brother Tim was sitting in an office there, and thinking about the different things, and just a little nod from the Lord. What about Ethiopia? And then the work started over there. The book was printed. And then the message being translated. Just take a little nod from that. It doesn't take a lot. Just a little nod. And the God gave it the key to Peter. Why did he give it the key to Peter? Because Peter got a revelation. And I wanted to ask, who does a man see son of a man is? And some say you're Elijah, some say the uh, Jeremiah, some say that the one of the prophet. But uh, Jesus asked, who do you see this? And he said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. He got to the, the revelation right. And because of the revelation of who the son of a man is, or who it is. And then Jesus said, this is not a human flesh revealed it to you, but this is my father in heaven revealed it to you. And I'll build my church upon this foundation. And I will give you the, the key to the kingdom of heaven. To give off to the key is based on the revelation that you have. Based on the revelation of a who Jesus is. It's not who Jesus was, but who Jesus is. Amen. It's the message in this hour. If you have that a true revelation, this is not some word that need to be, that can be doubted about. This is not some word that you can be reasoning about. But this is the word of God come in the flesh and again in a son of a man to reveal that son of a man. You got to the right revelation. If you got that right revelation, Jesus will say that the same word to Peter will say to you, I'll build my church upon this foundation and I will give you the key of the kingdom of heaven. 
And then you can bind and unbind. You can lock and unlock. When you head to the key, you don't need to look at the door. How heavy or how big, how burdened, how trial, what it is. A little key can start, can open up any big door. You cannot just be admire what is inside of that house. You must have use the key to enter into the house. It's the key of faith that can enter, that you open up the door and all the doors are inside of that and to open up for you so that you can get access to it. But it's not a without hindrance. It's not a without against. Because the Satan will do everything try to stop you to doing that. And as we read that he said, I'll give unto thee the key of the kingdom of heaven to give it to Peter. I don't believe that's just give it to Peter. That he gave it to everyone, this key. You can have it at access. He opened up the, the door for the Gentiles, or for the Jews, or for the Samaritans. But now that you have that access, you can have the same key that I unlock and lock it and everything that's in there. But as I said, it's not without the hindrance, not without the enemy try to stop you. You know those uh, demons, they're alive and wild today. And they will do everything they can and try to stop the bride to go into the door to get at everything that he needed. And especially in this age, and in this age is the age that has a great horse, a great horse, or a great horse, a pale horse. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 and 8, it said, I looked and behold that the pale horse and his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. He never had a name before, but this stage, when this great horse was riding along, it called it in the name of God, death. And that's the spiritual death that has been happening in hell. And when this great horse starts riding, everywhere he go, it calls death. And then they said that the hell followed the wizard. Is there any age that what we have in this age, the hell is come on earth? Is there any age like this age, the hell just ride everywhere, around you everywhere? Is it around your neighborhood? It's in the media. It's in the social media. It's in it everywhere. You go everywhere. All you saw is the hell on earth. That's the characteristic of this pale horse rider. That's the character that a demon had in this age. If you're not be careful, you will be influenced by that. And those deaths, the name of those is death. And every church that it goes to, it causes a spiritual death. That end of the people. No one seems alive. No one somebody that seems that they can sing and they can do this and that. But inside of the inside, they're dead as it can be. Why? Because of that a horse rider, his name is a death. But we thank God. In the same book of Revelation, chapter 1 8, is that I am that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And have 
the keys of the hell and death. Though the horse rider, his name is death. The hell is a fall on him, but he doesn't have the key. Jesus Christ, in this hour, he got a key. He still have that power. Though the horse rider has a death as a name, but he doesn't possess that power. Why? The stinger of death has been pulled off. He doesn't possess that key. He may be put death into the denomination, no church. He may be put death into his own people, but that death cannot have a free access to God's people. Why? Because he doesn't possess a key. Our Lord, he's an atonement. He got that key of death and hell. He has that power because in his body, he pulled off the stinger of death so that we don't have to be fear about our death. All you need to do, he got that key of death and hell, but you possess that key of the kingdom of God. That shows you are sitting in the heavenly place right now. Out of, out of the influence of death and the hell. That's why you stay here. That's why you can sit over here. That's why facing all the trials, you're still holding on. That's why you feel, you're facing all the odds that are against you. You're still pressing on. Why? Because you have the key of the kingdom of heaven. That same one. They had to the key of the death and the grave and the hell right now living inside of you. That's why Satan has no right and he has no power, has no dominion that over the God's property. Because the one holds the key is living in you. But the battle is still raging. The battle never stopped. But thank God we're on the winning side. As I said, God takes his man, but God never takes his spirit. Devil takes his man, and devil don't take his spirit either. That spirit is still alive. That spirit is still living on. Just out of the Holy Spirit on God's people still living on, that evil spirit, the devil's spirit, it will continue on too. It's just from one church to another church, one person to another person. We have to have a discernment. You got to know this is not a battle in heaven. This is a battle on earth. The battle in heaven is already over. The angel in the angelic form, in the celestial form, is already win. To casting out devil is very easy by mouse, if you don't see him. Demon that casts you out, well, of course, you never see them. You remember saying, oh, he left. What if he doesn't left? By faith you believe. You understand what I'm saying? The battle used to be in the angelic form. 
When it in the angelic form, and they fight in the heaven. But now the battle is on earth. Devil is not in an angel form anymore. When he come on earth, can come in the flesh form. That's why we're fighting. It's not a fighting with the human flesh, but the, the demon is inside of that flesh. So that's why we have to have the discernment to know what we are fighting for. You cannot just fight as an angel. You must fight as a man. And that's why when we're fighting, as I said, it's easy to see. Oh, devil, I rebuke you. I cast you to hell. What if that devil is in your brother? What if the devil is in your sister? What is that the devil is an influence of your children? What is that the devil is in your father and you're your mother? You understand what I'm saying? He's not in the angelic form. He's in the human form. That's why you mustn't deserve. If devils are in that human form, I mustn't know it's not that brother's there. It's not that a man dead. It's not that a woman dead. But it's the demons in that. But I have no mercy on that demon that's in there. That's why we're standing on God's word. Is that the lovey-dovey everybody? Is that we're the same? You must be standing on God's word. Not wishy-washy, spineless. You mustn't know the word. It's not that you are fighting your brother. But that demon was in that. That demon. Listen, that's what the Bible has said. It's your enemy. It's your home. Because of that demon has a dwells inside of a human flesh. But we're not fighting with the human flesh. We're fighting with that demon inside of that person. Then it become hard. Then it become a hard feeling. But you have to understand. We're not fighting as an angel to the fallen angel. We're fighting... As the God saved the man, God born again man, and the fighting was the one that's influenced by devil. Amen. If the person don't have the discernment, they will say, "Why did you say that? And why did you say that to that not that person, but it's what is influenced them?" You understand what I'm saying? This is a different battle right now. When you have the key, you become the person who has the key. I call it a key person. I know your English you have another word for that. But you are the key person. Let's talk about one that's the key person here. I would say Peter is the key person because he holds the key. Without him, unlock the door, you're not going to get in. It's not that Andrew, it's not that the Bartholomew, it's not all of that. He got to the key. He is that key person. Everything that hand on him, he must open the door to the kingdom of heaven. Let's go to look at another person, Esther. I'll call, she's a key woman. Because she got to the key. Everything was a hinged on her. Even Mordecai, the type of the prophet, has to go to her. It's not to go to everybody else. 
It's not going to the king, but go to her. So you have to make supplication. You have to pleading for life. And go to see the king. No other people can do it. So that's why in an Esther chapter 4, it said they give him a copy of the writing of the decree that was given unto Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her. And to charge her that she should go down to the king to make supplication unto him and to make requests before him for her people. It's a hinged on her. She has the right to do it. She has an ability to do it. Nobody else can do it. Mordecai recognized that she is the only one. And I will say the prophet in this hour recognize you are the only one can pleading for life. You are the only one can make supplication for your wife, for your husband, for your children. It hinges on you. Why? You got a key. You are that key person. And then when I asked her, she was in the queen's position. But she doesn't recognize what that queen position can do. But it's the prophet recognize what position and also what's the ability that inside of her that she can do. So the Mordecai to the prophet and said to her, for if thou altogether holds that peace at this time, you can hold your peace at the other time. It won't bother you. But when come to this time, he said, if you shall hold your peace, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to Jews from another place, but thou and their father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is a different time. Esther can be sanctified. He can be called. He can become a queen. He got into the position. But this is the time that is not time that he keeps silent. This is the time that she must make supplication for her and her people. This is the time for us to pleading for life. The dead horse, the grizzled horse has been riding and his name is the dead. The dead has been going to the different room, different churches. But you are the key person that are pleading, Lord, give me my life. Let me live the word. Not just talking about the word. Not just go to church and then go back to another church. Not just having a social gospel. That time has passed. This is the time to make supplication. This is the time to believe the word, pleading for life. And then the prophet and the Mordecai compelled her to go. If she doesn't go, if she doesn't make the move, the people are going to die. If you don't make it a move, your children is going to die. If you don't make it on the move, your loved ones are going to die, spiritually speaking. But you are that key person. It hinged on you. You might not recognize it, but the word of a God in this hour, God has recognized that you are that key person. Brother Bram said in the end time evangelism, 
He said, we don't ask for nothing. It needs to be done. The gospel needs to be preached. Whether we get a penny or whatever, don't make any difference. I never took an offering in my life. This is a need. This is a cost. Separate. And the churches hate you. And everything else. And goss you out. And just what a few friends you pick up together. But it's a message. It got to go regardless. I'm so thankful that God has sent a prophet to us. And on the other side of the, beyond the curtain of the time. And those people said, if you haven't been go, if you haven't been went, we won't be here. I was thinking about how the great man of God, that in this hour, not only 60, 50 years ago, but in the hour that we are living in. If those men of God didn't went, we won't be here. If the pastor didn't come from the Toronto, come over here, we won't be here. Then let me bring it to your address. You fathers, if you don't go, your children won't be here. Your mother, if you don't go, your daughters won't be here. How should we do? Tighten up your line. This is the time to gird up our line. This is the time to check our life. Turn over every stone. It's not a stress on them, but stress it on me. When Brother Michael was preaching about the fathers and mothers, their position, we have no right to force the children, but force on me. I was a result there as the Lord, do that unto me. I'm not a taking that about it, just a young man was a preaching. Lord, I take that from you, directly from the throne. I need to gird up on my lawn. I need to tighten up, flip all over every stone. Oh, glory to Bible way, this is the time not to hold your peace, but this is the time that we should go. I was thinking about that other brother Caleb in China. If he doesn't went to the jail, what about that Muslim boy? That was just the tears down his eye and a running down. And he showed his, uh, he took brother Caleb and said, my father is a Muslim. And he killed my mom. And it beat me too. I'm blind in one of my eye. God has ascended a man to that investigation room. And the seven days, the seven nights without letting him sleep. And bring this a young boy, the Muslim boy in there. When he started sharing the gospel, tear ran down his eye. He said, I can't believe a God like this. If they didn't want, he won't be there. I was thinking about it in that jail cell. And those are the young boys that's coming when he's coming in. And he said, I've been praying, Lord, send somebody to myself. But then he's thinking, who, why Christian can come to jail? But God has to send him there. Why? If they didn't went, they won't be here. And thinking about that, the key person. Our Lord is that key person. If he didn't have went up on the cross, nobody gonna be here. The prophet not even gonna be here. If Paul didn't went, nobody gonna, Gentile gonna be here. He's that key person because he only him holds a key. And if the prophet didn't want, we won't be here. Why? Because he got a message. He holds it at the key. And you are so much of value. 
that God sent it as a prophet to us. You're so much of value that if forsaken all the denomination on offer and it won't have a nothing tempting to them, and it because of a you, because not only him the key person, you're the key person too. God sent it as a prophet unto his bride, and that is a you. And then when Esther realized that, she got a revelation. If I perish, I perish. I will go in to see the king. And then she got the key. She became the key person. And she started to set up at a table. As I was saying the last time, you make yourself as a sacrifice. And let ourselves become to the table. So that we can invite the king to come enjoy this, ta- this table. Esther's prepared a different table. There was a former queen that has prepared a table too. But that table is just for the social. To bring the woman together and everything. But this table is different. This queen, Esther, she prepared a table. This table is for killing. This table is to become a hostile. This table is to destroy the devil's work. This table is to destroy the lukewarmness. This table is to destroy that a social just for a gathering. This is a different table. Why? Because she's a king. She is a key person. The whole life hinged on her. The whole race was hinged on her. Let me say to you, the whole rapture is a hinge on us. This is not a table for gathering. This is not a table just for social. This is not so, not a table just for getting together, say a few words, have this program and that program. This is a table you need to become a hostile. Dealing with the habits in your life, dealing with your family, dealing with your own self. This is the table that we need to gird our loins. Then Esther, the queen, answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, that's on thy table. And he said, If it please the king, let my life be given me and my petition. And my people at my request. This is a different table. This is the key person. He prepared a table. What is that? A self-sacrifice. If I perish, I perish. But I must go to see the king. Who pushed her into that position? The prophet. The Mordecai. It's the message in this hour. That address us, push us into the position. Then what we need to do? Keep the feast. With unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Get rid of all the malice. Get rid of all the bitterness. Get rid of everything that was not a belong. That in this message, pressing on. 
This is time for our beloved one. This is time for our children. This is time for our local body. This is the time to bring the vision to a cross of the corner of the world. This is the time to go to Uganda. This is the time for the message to reach now to the people. If you don't go, nobody will go. If you don't go, nobody will be there. You're the key person. I think about Winston Churchill one time. After that England there, the fight, the war that ended England, and there was a so few of a pilot that had saved the island of a British. And then the Winston Churchill said one thing, he said that in the human field of a conflict, never been so much owed by so many to so few. This is us. We're in a minority. We're just a few people. But think about it. What few people could do? There's a few people here. Print millions of millions of the message that are in the India, in the Uganda, in Ethiopia, in everywhere in the Philippines. There's a few people that it can do just in this little church. We've translated it in the Bible. We're printing it in the Bible. We're distributing the tens of thousands to the hungry soul. It's just a little people, so few, but can translate the thousands of thousands of a message in different language. You're the key person. Key person is not the mob. Key person is only a few, but not few can achieve greater things. And then, and then at the second time, add that to the table. Let me write that up over here. For we are sold. When a king asks, what shall we do? What shall I do for you? She said, I don't ask for a kingdom. We're not trying to hear to building up a kingdom. We're not trying to hear to build up a church. I don't need that all this, this blessing or give me a good old job or this and that. Give me a house, give me a property, give me a business. I need one thing. My life. Give me my life. I'm my people. This is the only thing I'm asking for. No wonder she's a key person. And then she said, why? She asked for us, for we are sold. I am my people. To be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for a bounds man and bounds woman, I had held my tongue. Although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. She's a pleading. She's asking for what she's telling the king. Oh king, our, someone tried to kill our people. Someone tried to destroy our family. Someone try to destroy the believer of God. Someone and try to destroy the faith that is towards the God. That in this hour, that give us the message. Someone, we have been sold. Someone has sold themselves to their job. Someone has sold themselves to the habit. Someone has sold to the entertainment. Someone has sold about it to the reasoning. Esther saw that. He said, someone has been sold. Someone has sold themselves to the world. They become a slave. They become a slave of a lust. They become a slave of the watching movies. 
They become a slave over the entertainment that in this world. Esther was a pleading. He said, I don't want the kingdom. I want one thing. Give me my life. And give me my people. They've been sold. The devil was laughing. Said they belongs to me. I had held them. But the devil forgot one thing. Jesus still holding the key. He still holding the key of the death and the hell. We're having the, the key of the kingdom of heaven. What is that key? Faith to the finished work of Jesus Christ. The queen was a praying, was pleading to the king. Said that they are sold. The devil is trying to hinder. He tried to destroy. But the one thing that she said was very precious here. He said, if I was sold for the bounce woman and the bounce man, he said, I'll hold my peace. I don't say anything. But the king, that will be your lost. Because although the enemy could not countervail or offset or recompense the king's damage. In another word, if we were sold, if we were sold into the world, if we, something happened to your pride, it's not my loss. King, this is your loss. King, if my children goes to the world, it will not be my loss. It will be your loss. If the church go into the world, oh Lord, it's not my loss. It will be your loss. Nobody can recover your loss. Because nobody can live the life of Jesus Christ in this hour as is the bride. Lord. If a brother wrong Spencer didn't got healed, it's not his loss. But Lord, they will be your loss. No enemy can recompense your damage. Oh God. Oh God, bring Brother Milko off of that bed. It's not his loss. It's not our loss. But nobody can recover, can recompense the damage for our king. Brother Henry, you listen to me. Nobody can substitute you. Nobody can replace you. And Sister Wood, nobody can replace you. If my children were sold to the truck, if your children were sold to the depression demon, it's not their loss. No enemy can cover your loss to God. No enemy can recompense. Why? Because they are the blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no equal value for that. There is no equal value for you, Margaret and Sister Clista. There is no, no equal value to you, Sister Tipsy. And our children, if they're gone, Lord, 
the enemy cannot recompense the damage of the king. What a pleading. I wonder if a father can plead in that way. I wonder if a wife can plead in that way. I wonder if a mother can plead in that way. Nobody. Nobody can recompense them. Nobody can substitute you. There is a no substitution for that. There is no substitution for our children, brother man. There is a no substitution. Nobody can recompense. They are the blood-bought children of God. Why? You are part of Him. And brother Abraham said, without you, is not a complete. You are the key person. Your children is a key person. My children is a key person. No replacement. And every member in this local body, no recompense. No recompense for that. You know, in the business world, if there's a key person, they bought insurance for that key person. The key person means that if they lost to him, there's no substitution. It will become a detrimental loss for that company. So that company, there is somebody that holds the skill. Somebody hold that, uh, the key, if I should say. Somebody have the, such a gift that in there, if they lost it, they cannot recompense. That's why they bought insurance for that. Millions and millions of dollars that are put in there. You know, God bought insurance for us. You're the key person. He cannot be completed without you. He bought insurance for the bride of Jesus Christ. Where there's a blood, there's a no replacement. And he bought that assurance. So the blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. There's no substitution for that. There's no recompense for that. It's not an insurance, but he gave us an assurance. He assured us that I will save your children. He assured us that if believe on Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved. He assured us that by my stripe, all your disease will be healed. And he assured us he will have a bride without a spot or wrinkle or any kind of it is a defection. That assurance is a guarantee. Why? It's not an insurance company said if you lost it, we will pay you. But this assurance that God bought us is a blood bought assurance. There's no replacement. He said, I will guarantee you. I have assured you. Because you are the key person. I will assure you to the rapture. Nobody change. <coughs> the Bible said, all that a father giveth me shall 
come to me. And him that come to me, I will in no wise to cast it out. Why? You're the key person. He bought assurance for you. No man can come to me except that the Father which has sent me draw him. Send me to draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. He bought an assurance for that a key person. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Why? Because you are that key person. You possess that key. And the king, the Hester, has answered. Then the musician come and said unto the Hester, the queen, Who is he? And where is he that dares to presume in his heart to do so? Then Esther said, It's the God of this evil age. What is it yours said? Lord, deal with the things that are in my life. Deal with the things that are in my life that are besetting me. To deal with them and to kill them. Then the Lord, the King, come on that. To put that Haman to the gallow that he was erected that afford the loved one. God will choke him to death. You give him the power to bind and unbind and bind again. That's the key lacing you. You are that key person. If you don't go, nobody will come. But thank God, He gave that zeal that is inside of us. Lord, if I perish, I perish. I will go. He has guaranteed us. May the Lord bless every one of you. Oh, how we love the Lord. Let's stand. Oh, thank you, Lord. As the brothers that are ready for the baptism. In the paradox of Brother Bram, we're talking about that other mamba snake. And it tried to bite, and it tried to bite. But God said to him, you've been giving power to bind and unbind. You are that key person. How to do that? Be more sincere. That's the only requirement. Sincere to what? To the truth. To what is the truth the word has said about you. You hold that key. You are that key person. He has bought you assurance that nothing can pluck you out of his hand. And one brother Branham said, I bind you, bind this one. And anything below him. In the midst of the mamba has been bind, and he's the most poisonous, and anything below him will be bind too. And Brother Bram said that then he curled himself and make it an end sign. You know the end, the A-N-D sign. What did Brother Bram said? He said, blue smoke fell out of him, and his tail choked his own self to death 
around his head. And then the brother said in another place, it's not a T-A-I-L, but a T-A-L-E. It's in a tale that he has been boasted. He's been boasted and said, I'm the death. My name is the death. I'm going to take you. But God has given you the, the power that you bind him and I'm bind and bind him again. And he said, anything, him and also anything below him will be bind. Does the sickness will be bind? Yes, it will be bind. The depression demon will be bind? Yes, it will be bind. That our children, they will be delivered? Yes, they will be delivered. Why? Because you are the key person. God has bought an assurance for you. He said, none of them will be taken away from my hand. And then the messenger said, that a snake, if I would say that demon, he was to choke himself to death. He just boasted, I can do this. I will get you. But just like a Haman was hanged on to the same gallow that he prepared for Mordecai, that Satan will be choked to death in this boasting. He boasted at one time too much to, to David, the Goliath, and that David who just happened, he was there, he heard that, and he was swirling that stone, and directly into the forehead of a Goliath, then it killed him. The devil has a boasting to you, so you can't get your children, choke him to death. The devil tried to come to you, and boasting that you, you will leave it that I'm privileged in life. You will leave it alive and just become a church member, choke him to death. You're a key person that God has chosen in this hour. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Oh dear Heavenly Father. You know these people, Lord. Because they are the key person in your kingdom. I just pray you, Lord, that it go to each one of these brothers and the sister here. Lord, if there is a question, dissolve that question. If there is a confusion, bring clarity into their mind and into their soul. Lord, if there is a sickness, which is our many, Lord, in this morning, bitter morning, they choke that demon of cancer. They choke that demon of depression. They choke that demon of any sickness to death. And it restored our body, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We know this is not our ability, but it's all lacing you because you're the one that holds the key of death and hell. Well, this whole earth of the hells has come on the earth, but Lord, you will give us the key to the kingdom of heaven so that we can right now and sitting in a heavenly place in Jesus Christ, that in atonement, let you give it to us. We give you all the thanks and glory. Lord, I pray you. And to bless the young, little young brother Yannick who's going to be baptized. I pray the presence of God. Just go to this young man. Go to the Novakovsky family, Lord. Let a great revival burst it out in that home. Let the presence of a God become so close, so near to them. Lord, may Yannick say his life be changed. And his whole being and the nature and the desire be only for you. The baptism in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Seal them away into your kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Let's sing a song.
the worthy, the lamb thou was a slain. Worthy. He won. And how, how applicable and how wonderful. Yeah, how tremendous this is for me. Unless somebody would have gone, Yannick would be here. There's a, there's a scripture Brother Murphy made reference to that I had prepared for this morning. For this wonderful young man. Is that Paul had to go to prison. Because there was a seat in prison. That had to get delivered. 
But it wasn't only the man or the prison take or keeper that had to get delivered, but him and his household, Greg. So there wasn't just you or Yola just to get delivered, but God sees the family. And he heard the cry. He heard your cry. And God brought a son of God by your way. And then you called me up and you said, Brother Tom, I, I need to talk about Jesus. We made that appointment. I'll never forget that day, Brother Greg. And we had that time, but God sent a man, a key man. And you have a wonderful, godly mother. And we're thankful for their lives. But God had to have them go through what they went through. So that we could be standing here today. With Yannick. Desiring to be baptized. Desiring to be identified with Jesus Christ. Desiring to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I say to God be the glory. Not too many young men want this gospel. And so God had to do something very special. Within the Naukowski family. And here they stand. And Yannick here you stand. You're a young man. And may God use you. And fill you. And this young, this man in the prison, he fell down and he said, what must I do? What, what, what do I do? He was about to kill himself. And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And brother Greg and sister Yola and thou household. And to God be the glory. Man has not done this. A church hasn't done this. But God himself has spoken to your heart. Amen. Let's bow our heads in word of prayer. I'm always humbled, Lord. When you... I'm standing here with young men that desire the things of God. And as a young man, I desired it, Lord, but I have to go through so many things. And yet, Lord, you've watched over this predestinated Son of God. Pray, Lord, that you'll bless Yannick. I pray, God, you'll fill him. I pray that the power of God will so lead him. Use him for the kingdom, Lord, and give him a great testimony amongst his family and those that are around him. That this is indeed the power of God. Lord, we're thankful for the gospel that we believe and we're thankful for the results that it brings. Father, for this young man that has surrendered his life to you. So, Brother Yannick, I truly feel privileged to baptize you. And by your confession that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us all stand. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful God that we serve. Amen. Let's sing a song. I'm amazed. I'm amazed.
place in the front of the grace of God. What a wonderful Lord that we served. You are that queen. You are that key person that let us act like what we are. Let us lack it out upon it. You know, God called a queen. Brother Tom has to preach the, the lion still roar. If there is a lion, guess what? He never called a rabbit. He called a lioness. And you are the, the queen of that roaring lion. He's thinking about it. No wonder Esther can become a hostile. No wonder Esther can act up as a queen to a, a pleading for life. If you know the king's beside you, you will do the same. And we know that the king is beside us. And let us take on what is the queen Esther's spirit. Deal with the things. And the believer for our family. And know God is a, he's a great mighty God and living inside of the you and me. May the Lord bless every one of you. Uh, Brother Jeff, I just wonder if you can come up to a prayer and dismiss the people. Ask for the blessing of the Lord upon our people. We're so thankful that the brothers are from the states and come over and worship together with us. May the Lord bless everyone. Let's bow our heads. Blessed Heavenly Father, it's so good to have been in your house and in your presence this morning. So thankful to see you moving in our midst and dealing in our lives, Father, and in our homes. Lord, truly, we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This world, oh, Father, that we're living in, the chaos and the direction it's going. Oh, God, it needs us, Lord Jesus, and we need to shine our lights wherever we go, Father. We just pray, Lord, that your word that we heard this morning would sink and penetrate into our hearts, that we would take it in our lives and in our daily lives and apply it. Father, that we could go live your word wherever we go, Lord. Just pray that you would strengthen the man of God and pray that your blessing would be upon the young man that got baptized tonight, this morning. Fill him, we pray, as we've already prayed. Just have your way in our lives. Prepare us. Be with us this week, Lord, as we prepare for the camp, O oh God, and that you would be with every aspect of it. We, we love you and we commit all of our lives into your hands. Meet the needs and the requests, O Father, that were brought before you, before the service, as we remember them throughout the week as we go, Father. And just bless us now, we pray, as we go our separate ways. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let's just sing uh, one more song before we go. Thank God I'm afraid. Thank God I'm afraid. Do you know that song?
what thankful of heart that we should be that he set us free. We're not bound by the sin anymore. Thanks to the Lord. God bless the Nowakowski family. And they just shake hands with each other. And remember, uh, the camp meeting is coming. Pray for Brother Andrew Glover. And pray for yourself too. For our lovable, beloved young people. May the Lord give them a, a wonderful time in the Word. We pray that the Lord do the life transforming that event that it end the in this winter camp. May the Lord bless every one of you. Shake hands with each other. Say the best thing you can say. May God bless you until we meet again. God bless you.